What does giving thanks have to do with waiting? When we give thanks, we usually focus on the presence of blessing or a gift received. When we wait, we usually are focused on something that is not yet here. Part of the link between waiting and giving thanks is the task of remembering. When we give thanks, we remember and reflect upon what we have received. When we wait, we have to remember the promise of something that is still to come. Both giving thanks and waiting for promises to come to pass are core practices that we must participate in. Reflecting on these tasks can also help us connect a season of thanksgiving with the season of Christmas and Advent. A theology of giving thanks can help us make this connection. In Psalm 9, David begins by outlining the shape of Christian thanksgiving. He writes, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount of all your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. These two verses show us the shape of a theology of giving thanks. First, believers give thanks to the Lord. David gives heartfelt thanks to the Lord for the good gifts he has received and also for the wonderful things the Lord has done in the world. Second, believers give thanks for the Lord. Not only do we give thanks for what God has done for us, we also give thanks for God himself. He is worthy of thanks for who he is, apart from what he has done. Sometimes it's easy to give thanks for what we have been given and neglect to reflect upon who God is as the giver of good gifts. The psalmist pushes together these realities that we sometimes push apart. The Psalms are full of the interplay between who God is and what God does. We can match this pattern when we ourselves give thanks. We can thank God for what he has done in our own lives, and we can also remain mindful of who God is in and of himself before the foundations of the world. Being able to give thanks both to the Lord and for the Lord is one of the treasures of the Christian life. This past week, I had the joy of spending time with my family, and we talked about this dimension of Christian thanksgiving. We were able to give thanks to the Lord for the good gifts he has given us. We were also able to give thanks for the Lord and how these two theological categories overlap for the believer. I'm thankful for family and that God is always there for you. I'm also thankful for gravy and dumplings. (laughs) I love mom and dad. I love Scouty Poo. I'm thankful for... What? What? I'm thankful for God. What else? Um, food. I am thankful for God himself. I'm thankful for being able to get together with friends and family and I'm thankful for a life. Um, I'm thankful for his grace for us. I'm thankful for Macrons. I'm thankful for family. I'm thankful for my children. There's so many things that you can be thankful for. To be specific about who God is, it's really hard. I'm thankful for knee hugs. (laughs) Knee hugs. 
to Nihal. Just little people walking up and down. God is so faithful. His faithfulness is what I'm really thankful for. No matter what you go through in life, He's always there. He always shows up. Always. Always says, I am for you. I am your strength. I am your peace. I am your hope. And I'm really thankful for that. I'd say I'm thankful for just like every morning, there's brand new dew, like a fresh sheet of dew. No matter what your day was like before, no matter what you did or messed up or whatever, just like the morning dew is like a fresh morning God gives you every single day. Uh, yeah. I'm also forgiveness and not to be cliche, but the fact that it says like in First John that He cleanses you completely. Mm-hmm. That is a, like a whoa. Mm-hmm. That steadfast love never stops. One of the things in my prayer life, in our prayer life. Uh, it took me a long time to get away from my want list and just actually mm-hmm. recognize that this is God I get to talk to. Not that I get to ask Him for something, mm-hmm. but I can actually just share who I am and let Him share who He is with me. Mm-hmm. But, it took me forever to get away from going to him every morning with my wrong list. Mm-hmm. I want Janet to have this, or I want Bush to have this. And, uh, <clears throat> but my won't list, uh, and the pastor preached on this two or three weeks ago about my won't list and God's won't list becomes the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so easy just to get caught up <laughs> living, and then when you really stop. <laughs> Mm-hmm. She's, she's, she's got sweet potatoes everywhere. <laughs> but I think it's so true. Like when you are a believer and you say something like, oh, I'm thinking of my kids. Well, like when you really think like, like when I think of Lois and Ruth, like her name not only means companion and friend, but then your, your heart already is where, you know, God has been faithful and... The life of Ruth and Naomi, one, but he was faithful in our lives, mm-hmm. and he will be faithful in hers. And then you think about Lois, and you're like, Timothy's grandma was a huge part mm-hmm. of Timothy's love and his journey through Christ, in sharing Christ. And then I think about the grandmas in my life who like have prayed over me and like are a part of my journey, too. So it's like... You can't say I'm thankful for Claire, you know, without saying, God, you're so good. You gave a fourth child to, like, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, there's just, for the believer, you always go back to the Lord. Yeah. But thank you for the food. You're so good. And because he is the provider. Thank you for the provider. That's yeah. his choice to be the giver to us. Yeah. He chose to be the giver. Sometimes that might be. Giving thanks to the Lord and for the Lord also prepares us for the season of Advent. The Christian church practices a season of Advent in order to prepare to celebrate the incarnation of Christ. In Advent, we wait. We spend time reflecting on promises made and promises kept. We wait, we remember, and we give thanks. The season of Advent each year begins with a reminder that this world we live in is God's world. He has made a covenant with his people and made promises that he will one day make all things new. 
we reflect here on how God has been faithful in the past, and this enables us to trust in the present that God will be faithful to his promises in the future. The readings for the first week of Advent this year focus on the cosmic purposes that God has revealed are at work in the history of redemption. All of history is his story, and as believers, we're caught up in those purposes. Jeremiah 33, 14-16 says, The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the good promise I made to the people of Israel and Judah. In those days and at that time, I will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. He will do what is just and right in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. This is the name by which it will be called, the Lord, our righteous Savior. In the first part of Psalm 25, David writes, In you, Lord my God, I put my trust. I trust in you. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. No one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame, but shame will come on those who are treacherous without cause. Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God my Savior, and my hope is in you all the day long. The season of Advent is designed to train us to wait to give thanks and to remember the Lord who has made promises, the Lord who has fulfilled those promises, and the Lord who will ultimately make all things new. Praise the Lord for his grace.